Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Twelve years ago today, LeBron James uttered those nine words that changed the landscape of sports with the historic decision to join the Miami Heat in free agency. It has a ripple effect that we feel 12 years later, and we're still talking about it. And I'm taking my talents to South Beach has become almost a cultural institution of sorts. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 and ESPN Plus. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas sitting in for the guys on this glorious Friday afternoon. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to us, my handle at Courtney R. Cronin, Harry's at HDouglas83. You can also join in the conversation on the CC call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. We're asking you, what is the impact of the decision by LeBron James on today's NBA and free agency across team sports? Harry, when I think back to this, like it, it's one of those moments in sports. Like You'll remember where you were watching specific games, where you were for you know iconic moments in sports history, and this is one of them. Like I was an intern in Chicago at the time. I was going into my sophomore year at Indiana University, the summertime. Came back that night from my internship in the city because we knew that something was good. Like this whole big thing at the at the Boys and Girls Club in Greenwich, Connecticut was going down. And I was like, wow, this is a made-for-TV event. Mm-hmm. Like, where were you? Do you remember like where you were watching the decision? I don't remember where I was, but I do remember I was drinking tequila somewhere. Okay. Um Don Julio, 1942, you know, one little ice cube in there. <laughs> Sounds like a usual thing that you no, do, no, no, not I mean, just the, the, akin to the decision. Just, just a little something. It wasn't off-season. You know, during that time, sure. I was still playing, yeah. and it was the off-season, so I was drinking a little bit in the off-season. I didn't drink during the season, so when I was in the off-season, I turned up a little bit. All right. So, 1942 tequila. Okay. So when you're drinking your 1942 tequila as an athlete, you were still with the Falcons at this point. Yes. So what was the impact as a as another professional athlete, when you see LeBron James at the peak of the early portion of his career back in 2010, announcing that he was going down to Miami to team up with Chris Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade to form this super team, like how was how did that affect you as a professional athlete? I'll tell you, it it was it was a little bit of disbelief because mm-hmm. I didn't think he was going to leave Cleveland at that time. Growing up in Akron and playing for the hometown team and reaching finals but not able to get it done. I never thought LeBron was going to leave Cleveland, but the relationship between him and Dwayne Wade and talking to Chris Bosh and that whole nine, they decided to do something that wasn't popular at the time. And it benefited those guys. You look at what they were able to do. They went to four straight NBA finals, losing the first one to the Dallas Mavericks. I think that was more of an eye-opening experience for those guys, more so than anything, winning the next two um, I think they beat the o- Oklahoma City Thunder and Kevin yeah, Durant, they won James in, Harden, in twelve and thirteen, and, and, right? yep, and then mm-hmm. they beat the Spurs, and then losing it the last the the, the last time they went, and my brother was actually a part of that team. 
uh, to the Spurs in San Antonio. So that was lucky. I got to go to every single finals game that year. Thanks to LeBron James but, yeah, and the decision. So you, damn right. you had the good fallout from the decision. You weren't like I, I was the Cavs so fans were burning his jerseys. Because so, here, here's the crazy thing. Because the first half of the year, my brother was in Golden State with Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay. Mm-hmm. So they decided that they were going to trade him, and he got traded to the Miami Heat. And just like LeBron mentioned, uh, that he was going to take his talents to South Beach, I told my wife as soon as it ha- my brother got traded, baby, I'm taking my talents to South Beach because my brother needs his me for his emotional support. Mm-hmm. Two, that- two, two guys in one in household playing professional sports, we can relate on every level. Mm-hmm. He needed me there. Now, granted, my wife gave me a little frown face, but I had to take my talent. I say that to this day. I'm mm-hmm. taking my talents to South Beach just because it's it's a phrase that LeBron James used that was so popular. I don't think at the time, but now when you look back on it, it's iconic. Tons of people say it. Like I've got to wonder, did he trademark that? Because that would have been a smart business decision. What? Because like we were talking about that phrase, I'm taking my talents is now so commonplace where you know immediately when I'm saying that I'm making a play on the decision that LeBron James orchestrated. And, you know, the whole thing that went down with that TV deal, and it was Jim Gray sitting down in a director's chair, kind of on this little stage area surrounded by children at the Greenwich, Connecticut Boys and Girls Club, (laughs) and LeBron sitting on that stage. Like, I've watched that video a bunch of times today. And even then, when when he was asked by Jim Gray about, like, have you made it? What are you doing next year? And he said... He started talking, and then he pauses, being like, this is kind of hard. And then he jumps into, but I'm going to be taking my talents to South Beach this season. Oh, can, you say it one more, can you say it one more time I'm for going me? to be taking my talents to South Beach. Like oh, man, That just sounds so good. Like every, it, Do you know every time I go to Miami, that's what I say? Yeah. It's every like, single time I go to Miami, that's what I say. That it's it's that, and it's Miami by Will Smith. Those are the two things that, yep. you know, if you're, if you're posting on the gram, if you're tweeting about, if you're down there, the whole thing, it... it it's so iconic. Like, I can't separate that from LeBron James ever, nor will anybody else. And it wasn't the greatest. There we go. It wasn't the greatest thing for LeBron initially. Like, we, Harry and I were both on first take this morning, and we talked about this, and we were fortunate to have Brian Windhorst on with us, who covered this whole situation back in 2010. And the thing that I found so interesting about what Wendy was relaying with the event is that there were there were not that many people who knew because there were like three options for him like Cleveland, Los Angeles, and in the Miami Heat. The only other people that Wendy said really knew what was going on were the pilots on that plane because they had to figure out how much fuel they had oh, to wow. put into <laughs> the jet tank, um, the jet fuel tank, to, to be able to figure out where they were going after this. So, our and then he told us in relaying that story that. You know, this is a time before Wi-Fi, like on airplanes, like was like a thing. Mm-hmm. So like they all got on the plane. There was like a pin that could drop and you, that would be the only thing you'd hear because they knew that they had botched that. Like that whole thing went off so poorly <laughs> just because of the way that it was received and kind of, you know, this platform that LeBron had at the time, like with with television. I mean, obviously he is a mega icon now. He was getting there then. He was a superstar at that point, but he wasn't who he is now. And I know in the years beyond that, LeBron has talked about like regretting how he did the decision and just kind of like, 
you know, there were a lot of people who were hurt by it. Granted, this is sports fans being hurt by this, yeah. but it was also his home city. Exactly. Like, you know, which like, made it a, a lot and, different. And that's the hard thing. It wouldn't be like trying to get, like, it wouldn't be like Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City because that's not where he was born and raised. Like yeah. Kevin Durant is from the DMV, so it'd be a lot different if it was him leaving the Washington Wizards to go somewhere else. Like LeBron was from Cleveland, drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, and he, he gave that organization hope too. He gave them hope. Yes. You're right. He gave him hope. And so many people in Cleveland, so many people in Ohio, like when I mean eat, sleep and poop LeBron, <laughs> that's basically what they did from little kids to middle aged people to older people, elderly people. Everybody was LeBron, 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 mm-hmm. LeBron. Then you seen the the burning of the jerseys and whatnot. And I know those people truly didn't mean that. They was just hurt because they probably couldn't believe that their savior, their 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 angel was leaving them for South Beach. And quick at the time it was American Airlines Arena. It's a different name now. It wasn't even in damn South Beach. FTX it's it's Arena in, now. It's in Brickle. <laughs> but taking my talents to South, South Beach, Beach sounds a lot better. It's just so iconic. And I know that LeBron in years beyond that, has regretted the way that it went down in the announcement itself. But certainly, the way that this changed the landscape of sports, starting with free agent decisions, I feel like he's the one who really sparked that. And of course, like you can look back beyond LeBron James and realize there were other players who who left organizations and you know started started something bigger and better somewhere else. But I think it was just the combination of the way that that was done. And the drama and the lead up around it that we had never seen before up until July 8th, 2010. I have a confession. Okay. Okay, so when my brother was in Miami playing with the Heat, I used to go to a lot of his games, right? Mm -hmm. I think I may have watched one game in my damn seat. They have a club underneath the the, arena. The old arena you're talking about, that old American Airlines arena. They have a club inside of there. And I would go spend the entire game inside the club. Okay, so what'd you do in the club? Uh, you part. It's like a club. Like you party, you drink, you get bottles. They have the TVs in there. You can so you could keep, keep an eye on your brother. Yeah. in the game, but yeah. you weren't really paying attention. Not necessarily. I was, but I, yes and no. Okay. Yeah, yes and no. So okay. <laughs> so my brother used to be like, so should I just so I get you a ticket? So I just get you a wristband to go in a club. And I what'd say, you tell him? Don't waste your time getting me a ticket. Like you, you can give it to somebody else. <laughs> Courtney Garn and Harry Douglas. But I would always watch her. it. I was always rewatch his games. So I would always rewatch them. I mean, as, as one does. I mean, yes. you're a good supportive brother living with your brother down in down in South Beach for a time. And um I mean, LeBron James's decision clearly impacted Harry in a big way. I know that across the landscape of sports, we can feel this ripple effect to this day. In so many different respects. Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. The impact of the decision on today's NBA. What is it now? Let's go out to Jay in Chicago. Or let's go out, actually to Jay. We're going to get to you in a minute. I see you want to talk about Kevin Durant. Let's go out to Bert in Florida. Bert, you're on ESPN Radio. How's it going, guys? We're doing good. How are you doing? All right. Three, three, three quick points I want to make about the LeBron James situation. First of all. I don't know why sportscasters, not you guys in general, but they like to vilify LeBron James so much. First of all, he didn't start super teams. The Boston Celtics did with the big three. That's the first point I want to make. 
Second point I want to make is when he made that announcement, it was to raise money for the Boys and Girls Club. That's why he did it the way he did. And he's not the first athlete to do to make a big decision in a controversial way. For God's sake, the Cleveland Browns left a whole city in the in the in the disguise of night and 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 moved the whole team. So, come on, guys. I'll, I'll say this: technically. It wasn't the Boston Celtics either who started. There were teams mm-hmm. prior to that in, the, I think, the early 90s may have been that, that that did things of such as well. But the reason why I think LeBron James caught the heat for, from it is because you didn't have any of those guys that made those decisions prior to LeBron James on the level of a LeBron it James. Was, it was so public, too. Yes. The way that he did it, and I remember Forbes, the magazine, came out with something in two thousand, like uh, you know, two thousand eleven, where he was the most like hated athlete when they pulled people about it. And it's so wild to think about now, where LeBron James, I don't think he would put him in that category. He's he never did anything to anybody. Like he, he, he has a clean slate, clean, clean record, clean slate, no background issues that none. we know about. Like, I mean, he's he's a he's an ambassador for no baby so mama many drama, none of that. Courtney, yeah, I mean, he's I'm bringing up all of it. Like he's got pretty much like the, he's a picture perfect like yeah. model. I mean, I know that people are going to talk about like China and all those things, but like as far as why, I mean, getting that label, I remember at that time I was like, wow. And of course, then a couple of years later, he does the the "I'm coming home" thing, and that was able to restore a lot of faith in him. And he went and delivered a championship to Cleveland. He did exactly Cleveland, what he wanted to do. This one's for you. But you know, I think that the way he handled it, and he talked about that. He said that he would probably do it a little bit differently, but he was happy with his decision. It was the right decision for him back at the time to go link up with Chris Bosh, to go link up with Dwayne Wade, to win two titles down there and then started the next phase of his career because we had seen him up for that point up for years doing what he did with Cleveland and he hit a ceiling he hit a certain point where he said I can't do anything more here which of course parlays into like today's sports conversation about Kevin Durant clearly seeing the writing on the wall in Brooklyn saying I can't do anything more here I am trying to request a trade out of here. Now, vastly different circumstances. LeBron James was a free agent at that point. Yep. This was the biggest free agent decision ever at that time. Uh, that was that was so public. Kevin Durant's in a different situation now where, you know, I don't think there would be any sort of decision that was like publicly televised from that <laughs> because everybody, nobody does stuff like this anymore. They just leak it through the media and Woj ends up tweeting it out. But I, I feel like he started something here that – like with, there was so much aftermath in the aftermath of the decision for LeBron James, and this being one of them that leads down a down the player empowerment road in ways that didn't exist before. He assumed all of that power by keeping us like in the palm of his hand. Where is he going? And we were all waiting with bated breath to hear those nine words that he's taking his talents to South Beach. Whether you like the team that he went to or not, he really opened up a door for athletes. To kind of control their own destiny, to control the the message around themselves, and and to show you like I can go where I want to go, and you can't say anything about it. And frankly, it doesn't matter what you think about it. I mean, he caught a lot of heat for for he going did. to the heat, but in the end, look at all the doors that he opened yep. for players and being able to choose their next destination and doing it in the way that they want to. And I'll say one of the things that I think LeBron James also learned from his early days in Cleveland is that. 
you can't do it by yourself. It's going to take other yeah. people to 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 be along for that ride of a certain uh, of a certain caliber. When it, you talk about player wise, and I think now guys do realize that when you look at the Dallas Mavericks, you're like, damn. As good as Luca is, he can't do it by himself. Sure. You need a running mate or two to help you along the way. And you look at the Lakers in their situation right now. Yes, he has Anthony Davis, but he needs one more guy. That guy being Kyrie Irving, I think, would be very beneficial for them, I should say. But the beauty of this, though, is it's because you've seen the super teams have been formed. But I think the refreshing part for a lot of people and a lot of fans is the simple fact that you had two teams in the NBA Finals this year. Mm-hmm. That did it through the draft. That did it with homegrown people. So now, not only have you seen it recently through free agency and the super teams, but now you have seen it through the homegrown way, which actually started with the San Antonio Spurs in my eyes with Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and David Robinson, that organization drafting all those guys. You look at the Golden State Warriors and what they were able to do this year with homegrown guys that they drafted and developed. And then you look at teams like the Denver Nuggets who are up and coming. They're drafting Jokic and drafting Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. You look at the Phoenix Suns, what they did, the Boston Celtics. And I would even throw now a young team that I think if they get some direction and another star player, uh, a veteran that is, to help them along the way, the Orlando Magic. Because they have drafted well, so well the last four years, they just got to put it together. Jamal Mosley has to figure out how he can put it together because the players that they have drafted and they have on that roster, they're long, just like those wings we talk about for the Boston Celtics. They're long, they're athletic, and they could present some problems if they head in the right direction. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas sitting in for the guys on this Friday afternoon. Quick bit of news here. The Athletic is reporting Philadelphia 76ers guard James Harden is signing a two-year deal to stay with the 76ers. It includes a $15 million pay cut that helps improve the team's roster. Think what you want about James Harden, the player it's himself, but... He's following through on everything that he said he was going to do this offseason. Remember, right after they lost to the Miami Heat, someone asked him in the media corps, um, would you consider taking less than that option, which was incredibly expensive, to help this roster? And he said something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing, of I'll do whatever it takes to help this team win. So often we don't see guys actually follow through on that, but James Harden very clearly realizing Daryl Morey did him a favor in getting him out of the mess that is the Brooklyn Nets, and he didn't deliver on his promise to help that team win a championship last year. Now he believes that this roster can be better if he ends up sacrificing a little bit. A $15 million pay cut is no slouch. Um, that's a significant amount of money. I'll be very curious oh, they're gonna to be see better. what the time, what, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, what the what the terms of that contract are going to be. But if you size them up, Philadelphia 76ers, Miami Heat right now, they just got P.J. Tucker, too, in that mix. I believe that you would probably end up choosing the 76ers as a team that has a better chance to contend for the Eastern Conference and the title there next year. But we'll get into plenty more free agency news that comes up throughout this show, reflecting back 12 years ago today on the decision. But coming up next, how much should say should Kevin Durant have in his next destination after requesting a trade away from the Brooklyn Nets? We'll get into that next here on Canty and Carlin. But first, Harry has this from Indeed. 
The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and you can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark and experience every home run, every web gym, and every walk-off. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from every first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. That's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets a great pr- and great prices all summer long. Just visit, visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas with you on this Friday afternoon. We know that Katie said he wants to go to either Phoenix or Miami. This oh, that's is, a long list. <laughs> this is courtesy. Damn, that's a long list. It's a long list. Courtesy of his business partner, Rich Kleiman, who told that to Woj. So we know that that's real. And there's clearly some strategy here behind floating out those two options that he, uh, for where he wants to go. Now... When we think about the Brooklyn Nets and we think about KD's contract situation in Brooklyn, we have to remember he's not a free agent. This is not trade agency. This would be a trade. Um, I like that. That's what I use for the NFL because free agency in the NFL was trade agency this year because they honestly, because things bring this all full circle, thanks to this, the decision, thanks to player empowerment, thanks to the way that the NBA handles things, it makes it easier for players to get out of contracts that may have an immense amount of length left on them, which Kevin Durant does. He signed the extension last offseason, the max, four years, 198 with the Brooklyn Nets in, I believe it was like June or July last year. Now he has four years remaining still on that deal because he had to play last season and the extension didn't even kick in until this year. So now we look at this and you have to ask yourselves, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, are you sending KD where he wants to go simply out of respect for Kevin Durant? Listen, Courtney, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm going to listen to him just to be considerate. But if Kevin Durant wants to leave my team and 
I want to get what I want in return for Kevin Durant to make my organization better moving forward, then most likely I'm going to do what I have to do to make my organization better. Now, the thing with Kevin Durant is that can you at least give him five teams? Like, you gave the, the Brooklyn Nets two teams. Two contenders. Two, yes, not just like But it's more than two contenders, contenders out there. But exactly. But these are two teams that are, and I know some people say differently about the Phoenix Suns, but let's not forget they went to the finals two years yes, ago. And they, they had the best record in the West And they were the number the one seed last year. Yeah. Like, they may not be the favorite to win it in 2023, but they are still a title contender. Yes. The Miami Heat. Also, the number one seed from this past year in the Eastern Conference. Did they make it to the finals? No. But they are still a very, very good team. So it's not like he's saying, send me back to Oklahoma City. I just want to go be part of the rebuild. I want to bring it all full circle. Send me somewhere like that doesn't matter. He's asking. Which is understandable, though. Of course. Which is very understandable. Of course. No, I mean, I'm not even. Yeah, that's not the point. Like, I mean, but he's. He's not asking them to send them somewhere that would be an easy thing for the Brooklyn Nets to do. He's saying, I want to go win. Please send me to teams that can actually win next year. That would set me up for success to do that. And I know that Kevin Durant is not the main problem with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not absolving him of responsibility for this whole thing going absolutely sideways. But he's not Kyrie Irving. He didn't cause that organization nearly the headache that Kyrie Irving did last year. Now, obviously, this causes them a lot of turmoil because when Kevin Durant is gone, they will go back to being an irrelevant franchise. But if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, if I'm Joe Sy, I respect Kevin Durant for coming to me. This Thanks. is all according to Woj. Uh, he went to Joe Sy, the owner, last week and said, I want to, I want to be out of here. It's not like he just like leaked it on his own with his own people and and then they told, you know, media members and that's how the Brooklyn Nets had to find out about it. They found out about it because he had a meeting with them. So, I respect you Kevin Durant if I'm the Brooklyn Nets front office, but I'm also not trying to go out of my way to help you succeed with somebody else when when you're under contract with me like for the four, next 4 years. Yeah. To, 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 like, and that's what I don't understand. People get like upset about, of course they should send him where he wants. And there's a strategy behind him leaking those two teams. Because in a way, if Brooklyn doesn't send him where he wants to go, what his two preferred destinations are, they look like the bad guy in all of this when they, in reality, they're not. And, and, I, and, and if I'm the Brooklyn Nets and I'm Joe Sy and I'm Sean Marks, I, I don't care about looking like the bad guy. I really don't. You shouldn't. I'm, I'm being honest. Because at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for your organization. And if you're trying to move a player that's not even going to be involved in your organization any, anymore, uh, in which signed up to be here for the next four years, like I said, out of respect to Kevin Durant and the hard work that he put in into, the, into this organization to try to get us where we wanted to be, I respect that. But at the end of the day, to just say I'm going to send him where he wants to go so he can uh, contend for a title and live lavish and that whole and ordeal. And leave me that, in the dust. Exactly. Me being the Brooklyn Nets. And, and if I have a team like the Golden State Warriors who I know could probably offer me the best package, I'm going to probably send you where I think I'm going to get the best players and the best draft picks. 
People, and the most draft picks. People talk about business decisions, and Draymond Green had a whole ton to say about business decisions in the NBA and players being able to make those and do what's right for them. Well, teams got to do the exact same thing. That's right. And what we know from the Brooklyn Nets is that the asking price for Kevin Durant is incredibly high. Yesterday's price is not today's price. And it is going to continue to go up and up, and which is why we're kind of in this standstill right now, waiting to see what's going to happen next. But if you're the Brooklyn Nets, as Harry alluded to, you take no discounts, and that may come at the cost of not sending Kevin Durant where he wants to go. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Jay in Chicago, appreciate you being patient and dealing with me pump faking you accidentally. Last segment. I know you want to talk about Kevin Durant. You're on ESPN Radio. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks, guys. Um, love you, Courtney. Love you, Harry. Love you, Canty and Carlin. Um, with this KD thing, I want to try to my best to put it to rest. And I actually think that we can give Kevin Durant and Brooklyn what they want by the three GMs. Well, three GMs getting on the phone and Brooklyn calling Phoenix and seeing that the simple fact that DeAndre Ayton wants a max deal and Phoenix doesn't want to give it to him. How about they talk with Danny Ainge over there in Utah and we send DeAndre Ayton from the Suns with some picks or some players compensation over to Utah. We take Donovan Mitchell with some picks players compensation from Utah and send him over to Brooklyn. And then you can send Kevin Kevin Durant to Phoenix and it might just work out for everybody concerned. Jay, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I actually don't hate that trade scenario. You and I talked about that on first take with uh, where Donovan Mitchell could possibly yeah. thrive. And Brooklyn, I think I mentioned this yesterday. Not far from his home either. No, he's, he's. I mean, there's always a thought about him playing for the New York Knicks. Maybe maybe playing for the other New York area team might work out best for him in, in getting a fresh start from the Utah Jazz. But that's a great trade scenario. And who, who knows? Maybe they do. Maybe they are working. I would assume they are working the phones right now. Maybe something does happen over the weekend. It doesn't feel like this Nets team is in any rush because – Again, he's Kevin Durant. He will command a haul. It's just going to be really interesting to see which team well, let's be honest, though, is Courtney. able to give him that. Like they can't be asking for what they asked for That's a from Kings, the Minnesota a Kings from ransom the, from the Minnesota yes. Timberwolves. Like they have to be reasonable at the same time. That's true. We all have to live in reality, and we've got to take a break on Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Coming up next, Harry is going to tell us his biggest decision he's ever made in his professional career on the heels of the 12 year anniversary of LeBron's decision. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is Canty and Carl on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin and Harry Douglas. What's your biggest decision? Your version of what LeBron did? I would say the decision to enter the media world. And here I am. Um, and I internship at a radio station, 929 The Game in Atlanta, every offseason the last four years, I think, when I was playing. And a guy, Terry Fox, who actually used to be here at ESPN, mm-hmm. uh, he was a program director. And I would intern, and then he pulled me to the side one day. Because after football, I was thinking about you know law school or coaching, one of those two things. And he pulled me to the side, and he was like, my man, I think you can you know, be good in this business. And you know, you, you don't really listen the first time. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever. No, he pulled me to the side again a, a different day. And was like, listen, I need you to listen to me and take it seriously. And take it serious. And I did. And Lord and behold, I'm here today. And I thank him to this day because if it wasn't for Terry Fox pushing me to get into the media world, I don't even know if I'll be here right now. Mm-hmm. And it's something I actually love. I enjoy. I have fun. Courtney, you see me. Well, you work hard I'm high at it. Energi- I'm, and I'm high energized as hell mm-hmm. like every time we do a show. Like I, I love this. This is fun. Sure. It doesn't feel like work to me. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a major shout out to Terry Fox for believing me and actually seeing something in me doing those internships. And it's paid off and it has come to fruition nowadays. So I'm thankful for that. So what would you have done if you didn't go this path? Yep. And I know you mentioned you did a lot of different internships, all a lot of them while you were playing, which is, which yes. is crazy to think about how you balance the time of that. But as I've mm-hmm. learned about you, um, you are very good at multitasking and doing a ton of different jobs at once. But what would you have done if it wasn't going this route? It would be either coaching or law school. And you've done the coaching part of it, the internship yeah, you I did just an internship did with, with the Falcons. Falcons. Yep, the last uh, two, two and a half months. Um, while I was playing, I did an internship at the NFL office on the old one on Park Ave. Uh-huh. So I did that. I did an internship at a law firm. So I don't know. I just like to maximize my time and don't like to waste it, especially if I feel like it's something I can get into at some point. And it, it's, it's, it's been beneficial for me and the, the relationships I develop uh, within it as well. And I mean, you're only 38 years old. Your law career could very well begin <laughs> next year. Harry's taking or the bar. When I'm 60. I'm or when I'm 60. I mean, yeah, it's literally a career that you could probably pick up. If Kim Kardashian can do it, you can do it. Facts. Like, look, Harry's representing me in my next uh, civil civil suit. The Las Vegas Raiders made history this week when they hired Sandra Douglas Morgan as their new team president. It makes her the first black woman in NFL history to assume such a role. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas with you as always, courtesy of Progressive Insurance. So when this happened on Thursday and she was she was announced and introduced by the Las Vegas Raiders, and it brought into the light a position that needed to be filled after Dan Fantrell, who was the interim president for the Raiders, was fired last month. He claims he was let go after bringing up concerns of, of you know toxic workplace behavior to owner Mark Davis. Now, Sandra Douglas Morgan assumes that role to help clean up what is allegedly going on behind the scenes or has gone on behind the scenes for the Las Vegas Raiders. And we can talk all we want about the Washington Commanders and what's going on with them. Like we know that Daniel Snyder and everything that has to do with Congress and getting subpoenaed to talk and, you know, years and years and years of allegations and now an investigation by the NFL, like, they have always been under the microscope. Don't forget in all of that the, that the Las Vegas Raiders, too, 
And probably not just then. They just had happened to have the New York Times report on it. Yep. They have a lot that they have to clean up. So I feel like for a team that typically hires from within, this was a role that Amy Trask famously as the first team pre- woman team president in NFL history held for, for more than a decade, 97 to 2013. She steps away. And then Mark Bedane, the former president, um, was in a different role. He gets elevated to that role. This is the first outside voice that the Raiders have had in arguably top five most important positions in that franchise, football side, business side, what have you. I think it's a great move. It's crazy that we're still talking about first black <laughs> fill in the blank. 2022. That's the, that's, the, that's the upsetting part about it. But on the flip side, you look at the Raiders organization and it started with Al Davis, right? It's one of the things that, I, and I enjoyed our conversation this morning on first take with Sam Acho mm-hmm. on this on this subject. But Al Davis believed in giving pe- people um, equal rights when it came to everything, right? Mm-hmm. No matter your race, gender, or your religion, he was just that type of guy. He hired the first black head coach in the modern era, uh, Art Shell. That being, he. Hired a the second Hispanic coach in NFL history who happened to win two Super Bowls and became the first minority to win a Super Bowl. And Tom Flores, you mentioned Amy Trash, and now we're talking about uh, Miss Sandra. And I'm excited because I actually think that this is needed for the Raiders organization. And one thing I know about women, let me tell you this. Let me tell you why women are so amazing. One thing I know about women, women are not going to play around. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're going to handle business, and they're, they're going to th- put things in, in perspective, and they're going to handle business the correct way. And not on top of it, she's qualified. I think she's overqualified. She's qualified to do the job. And But like you just mentioned, we got to get to a point to where we stop talking about the first woman, the first black woman, the first black uh uh male this we got to get yeah. out of that no i agree and, and i don't know when is that when that's gonna be but it's also i look at the flip side of that and i say it, it i am smiling in the ear because a black woman is going to going to be the team president and my daughter who's six years old has another uh public figure that she can look up to and say you know what i can do this because i see somebody in that role versus just saying i can do it because i believe it i believe it and she believes it and she can see it yeah, she has the visual matters and, and that's a huge thing for for you know women in this in this field whether you want to get into like the team operations side we see women in the coaching ranks in the NFL as they are you know slowly but we're making some progress trying to climb up um into those types of roles and, and it's few and far between but maybe it'll be more and I feel like you mentioned maybe her being a little overqualified like the Vegas Raiders know that their footprint in that city is just starting. Like they moved there not that long ago. They opened right. up Allegiant Stadium in 2020, and now they have to figure out a lot of different things, not just the inner workings of their own franchise and what needs to change, but like the connections that they have to now through her, the Nevada Gaming Control Board. Like, let's not forget where this team is is located. Las Vegas, home of gambling. Right. Like, and so she knows her her way around that. She knows that department. Like, I feel like those strong connections with the Gaming Control Board is huge for a team in this market specifically. So, I mean, they're going to lean on her for a lot of her expect expertise in a lot of different areas. That being one of them. More importantly, though, they need stability. Like the allegations of a hostile workplace environment, um, you know, this team needs a serious culture She's change. She's not going to play the nonsense now. Yeah. I mean, c- culture change a lot of times comes from voices that are brought 
from the outside, uh, not the ones that come from the inside. On the 12-year anniversary of the decision, we're asking, what's the biggest decision you've made in your professional career? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.